Welcome back to another episode of the Brilliant Resilient Experience. Doing another solo episode because it is a holiday week and we just had Christmas and we're about to have New Year's. So I wanted to do basically a little 2023, I guess, recap, uh, reflection, whatever you want to call it. And then kind of just some things that I want to implement into the new year and things that I want to leave in 2023. So it's basically what I want to talk about today. Um, I have like a list of things that I want to leave in 2023 and things that I want to just that I've been working on. But I feel like, you know, the new year, even though I'm not really a believer in New Year's resolutions, I think that if you want to do something bad enough, you're going to do it, whether it's the first of the year or July or April. You know, I don't think the new year is really going to change much, but it is kind of just like a mental reset, I feel like, where, you know, you can kind of just not necessarily start over, but it gives you like a blank slate a little bit of like, okay, you know, it's a new year. How do I want to set the tone for the year? I think that's the, the biggest thing. I don't think I don't think you're going to do anything on day one of the year that's going to be like, you know, oh, I'm this new person, new year, new me. You know, it's not a new you. It's it's an improved you, hopefully. I think that's the goal that we should all strive for is every new year. We just try to be a little bit better in, in different ways and we try to learn. So that's what I want to talk about. Um, and also it's it's a good time to reflect on the past year of like, okay, what were some mistakes that I've made? Where did I go wrong? Where did I go right? What are some good things that I did? Who are some people that I surrounded myself with in, in the last year that I should keep in my life? And who are some people that, you know, maybe I should not spend as much time with or you know who um I don't know I, I think it's just a good time to think back and look at everything that you've done and kind of recap and think of like okay what are some things that I did really good and things that I realized and what are some things that you know maybe I could work on maybe I could improve so I think that's that's really what it is about for me so I'm just going to go through this little list that I have. So one thing that I want to leave in 2023 is uh, procrastination. I would consider myself a professional procrastinator. I think that is one of the skills that I uh, have acquired over the years that I've become really good at is waiting until the last minute to do things. And I really want to stop doing that because I feel like when I'm rushed, sometimes my work isn't as good as I would like it to be. And I like to have time to prepare. So I think it would be better if I start thinking ahead more, you know, and not waiting until the last minute to um, to do things. And then also poor planning is something that I want to leave in 2023. So basically failing to think of like something that could happen, 
Um, and I'm not talking about thinking about like, oh, what if there's a tornado? Like, no, like thinking about things that realistically have a high probability of happening and preparing for those things instead of being like, oh my God. Like, like one thing that always drives me insane is um, when people are chronically late for things and they blame the traffic. You know, it's like if, if it happens once in a while, there was an accident, whatever, that's a different story. But it's like if you're always late to work or to meetings or whatever, and it's because of the traffic that you deal with every single day, the same traffic, then it's like, oh, well, you're just not planning ahead. <laughs> just wake up 10 minutes, 20 minutes earlier so you can avoid the traffic or so that you can, you know, sit in the traffic and still get to where you're going on time. So it's like there's certain things you can't plan for. There's things that it's like it would be silly to plan for because the odds of them happening are so low. So it's like you don't want to just plan just a plan. You want to be intentional. But I think thinking ahead more and really planning out my career, my goals and everything, I think will make me more successful. And I also think it helps with like visualization you know, when you plan for something, I think that it helps you mentally kind of go through that process of what it's actually going to be like when you do that thing. So I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I don't even know. Like, I guess planning for things that you don't know if they're going to happen for sure, but they could. And if they do, you want to be ready for them. Because I feel like every time like a big opportunity comes up, I'm never ready for it. And I feel like I set myself up for failure sometimes because I didn't prepare for it. I didn't believe that it would actually happen. And then when it happens, I'm like, oh, oh, I got to I got to figure out how to do this, you know, and I don't want to fumble big opportunities anymore. And when I have a big opportunity in front of me, I want to be able to capitalize on it. I think the only way to do that. I think the only way to capitalize on big opportunities is to prepare for them ahead of time as if you believe they're already going to happen. You know, that big promotion or that big job offer or that big, you know, gig that you get or even if it's not something career related. When you get those big opportunities, like for ex another great example is like finding the right person in your life. You know, are you going to be ready when that person comes into your life? Like right now, I, I feel like I'm, I wouldn't be. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like right now I wouldn't be ready for that. And I think the only way to attract those things into your life and to capitalize on them and to put yourself in situations where you can win or where, you know, you're actually going to have something good happen and something good come out of it, I think you have to plan. So, and not that you should plan out every second of your life, that's not what I'm saying, but I think planning for the things that you want as if they're going to happen even if you don't know if they're going to happen you know I think it's good to prepare for it um yeah so that's one thing that I want to get better at is planning 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 ahead you know I think that would be good for me <laughs> another thing that I want to leave in 2023 is fake people I honestly have no more patience for fake people at this point. <sighs> if you know me, you know how I feel about fake people. You know I don't like them. I don't like them. 
because I feel like I keep it pretty real, you know, I feel like I keep it real. And if I keep it real, I expect you to keep it real with me too. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's a respect thing. So when people are fake to me, it's really easy for me to see it. And I don't like it. Don't like it. So, yeah. And I'm not talking about just like, I don't know, I feel like some people misunderstand me when I'm saying that, when I say fake people. Fake people to me can in a lot of different ways there's a lot of different ways that people can be fake I think people can be fake with their intentions um that's a big big thing you know if somebody wants to do something for you or support you um I think that's great and I like to do that for a lot of people and I never expect anything in return when I do help people and support people I never never do the only thing I expect is maybe just like a little <laughs> appreciation. But other than that, never ask for anything in return, you know. And I think sometimes people help you or offer you help or want to support you because they're expecting something from you. And then when you don't give them that, then they get like mad at you because they're like, oh, well, I did all these things for you. And, and it's like, and I, I feel like I've been there a couple times in my life where like I you know did something nice for somebody and then like I kind of got bitter about it if they weren't doing anything for me (laughs) you know like if I needed help and they weren't there for me then I'm like well I helped you back you know whenever you needed me so I feel like sometimes it can make you bitter um but I try to just do things now like and not expect anything because I feel like when you you just have to realize that sometimes people just have nothing to give you to, you know, like you might be able to help somebody out in a situation, but you know, they may never get to the point where they can give anything back to you. And I think you have to realize that and that's okay. You know, not everybody has something to give. Not everybody has the energy. Not everybody has the resources, the time, you know, to be able to help you out in return. But, um, but the least you can do is just, you know, show somebody you appreciate them helping you. I think that's, I think that's necessary, but I don't know. I think too many people expect something when they do anything. They expect to be paid for it. They expect to be, you know, to get something out of it. They expect whatever. Um, and I think sometimes I do, it depends on the situation, there's situations where it's like if I do something and I get nothing out of it then I'm like I'm not really mad about it I'm just not gonna do it again (laughs) you know it's like okay well that that didn't pay off so maybe let's not do that again maybe let's not help that person again because they clearly don't appreciate it like those things make sense but what I'm talking about are people who know that like they want something from you and they might have even malicious intentions so they try to play it like they want to support you they want to help you and there's too many people that do that to me I feel like now and I don't know what it is but it's just like I can tell I can smell it on people when they're like trying to be around me and I know their intentions aren't good so I just want to you know be smarter about that with with people and know like who who's really trying to like 
manipulate me, I guess. Um, but then also just like fake people in general, I want to avoid. And I know you can't really avoid them, but I want to avoid bringing them into my circle, I guess is the big thing. Like, I just feel like there's way too many fake people out there. And honestly, like, that's why a lot of my friends, like most of my friends, we have different views on things. We have different views. We have different beliefs. We have different religion values, all that kind of stuff. And it's because I like people who are real. Because people that that actually keep it real, they're going to disagree with you. They're not going to say yes to every single thing you say. They're not going to agree with everything that you say. You know, that's people who are real. People are going to criticize you. You know, they're going to tell you like, oh, you know, I don't really think you should do that. Or I think you should do that. You know, people are always going to keep it real with you if they're real. But fake people, they'll be a yes man. They'll never, they'll never say a bad thing about you. They'll never... Um, I mean, to you, like privately. Now, you shouldn't go around saying bad things about people in private, like behind their back. The only time you should criticize people is in private, but like to that person directly. You know, I think, yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like when people criticize me publicly. I think that's rude. Honestly, I do think that's rude. I think it's better to criticize somebody privately. Um... That's just my train of thought when it comes to that. <laughs> Honestly, like if I'm going to say something about somebody publicly, um, you know, if it's somebody I know, then it's going to be something good. And by publicly, I mean when I'm talking to my friends, I mean on a public platform, you know, whatever, or around people like I consider that publicly. Um, but if there's like some kind of critique that I'm going to give somebody which I really don't critique people that much, to be honest, unless they ask me for it. You know, if somebody asks me, then I will. And I'm the same way. Like, I ask my friends to critique me sometimes. I'm like, can you tell me, you know, your opinion on this? And, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to be rude. You can be honest without being rude. <laughs> you can. So, I, like, there's a way to do it. And my friends are really good at that. And that's why they're my friends, because they help me. And they tell me, you know, hey, you need to do this. And I don't always listen to them. But a lot of times they're right. So I just like people that keep it real. I don't like fake people. And that's why my friends and I, like, yeah, like I said, like, we disagree on things. But we're still friends because we keep it real with each other. We keep it real. We keep it 100. So, yeah. And then just another thing that I want to do that I want to leave in 2023 is like continuing to help people who don't appreciate it or don't show you any sort of anything, you know, like, Oh, I appreciate you, you know? Cause it's like, to me, that just shows their character. Like if somebody helps me, I'm going to show them I appreciate it as much as I can. Um, and unless they're helping me for their own benefit and I can smell it, then it's like, mm. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I appreciate this kind of help, you know? Because <laughs> that's, like, things that, like, I've been in relationships and, like, the person I was in a relationship with, like, they would help me with something and then they would give me a guilt trip about it over and over and over again. So, like, when they would do things for me, I wouldn't even say thank you anymore because it was just, like, I don't want to encourage you to keep doing this. 
because <laughs> then you're just going to be like, oh, remember that time I helped you with this? No. No, 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 no. I don't play that game. But anyways, I feel like I'm just going off on a tangent now, which is normally what I do. So nothing, uh, nothing shocking going on here. I'm drinking this drink. It's like a, I don't know what it is really. Adaptogens and antioxidants. It's really good. It's watermelon. But yeah, I got it at Quick Trip. So. Also, I am working on trying to figure out a better backdrop here because I moved the studio down to the basement. So, we'll see. I don't know. I, um, I don't know what colors I want it to be. Like, because I, I kind of want to, like, start fresh, but then I'm like, I don't know. Let me know if you guys have any ideas in the comments. You know I'm DIY. Like, I, the studio, I built this. It's not a lot of money I put into this. <laughs> not a lot at all. Like this desk I had at my office before. And when I closed my insurance agency, I brought all my furniture or I sold, sold everything or kept it. And this was one of the things that I kept was this desk. And, it, and this desk was like literally a hundred dollars. So it's like one of those Wayfair desks. Um, that was really uh hard to put together <laughs> and then i have like my bookshelf wait bookshelf that's from target that was like twenty dollars but that i've had for a while that was in my bedroom and then like all my books and stuff which i already had before my boxing gloves my picture of muhammad ali all this stuff i had already this tv i've had since i was literally like 16 um so yeah, so th I really, I don't think you need to put like a bunch of money into a podcast studio right away. I don't know, man. Like I've thought about it and like I really do want to invest in a studio and like start doing in-person guests and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just feel like I'd rather keep building this for a little bit longer until, you know, I get a little bit more success. And then I think, yeah, and then I think it, it'll be time to maybe build my own studio. I don't know. You know, like off-site, like find a good location and build a little studio in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be really cool, actually. Maybe have a little place to train, like some weights, stuff like that, boxing bag. That'd be cool, actually. That's a cool idea. Build a podcast studio and in the studio or next to the studio, there's like, yeah, where you can train. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Or maybe I just like put it. I don't know. I don't know how I would do that. I'd have to find a good space. Hmm. See, these are things I need to, like, visualize and think about and plan because, I don't know, I would say by 2025, I would like to have my own studio. I think that that's a reasonable goal. But, like, I don't know, I kind of want to do it like Joe Rogan style, like, build my own studio, like, where it's mine, where people see it and they're like, oh, that podcast was done in Bree's studio. That's Bree's show. 
you know, like where people, cause you know, you see the red curtain and you know, it's Joe Rogan, but all these other podcasts, it's like, they're all recording at the same place. So it looks like they're all on the same, you know what I mean? I feel like it's underrated, honestly, like having a studio where it looks like your studio. I think it's a big deal. I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot because I'm like back and forth on the idea of like going and actually renting a studio and then like, oh, it's a lot of money. And also just like I'd almost rather just invest in over time, like buying a microphone here and there, buying like, okay, let me get a better interface, better computer, and then build up like a collection of stuff. And then eventually when I find a space and when I have like the money, then build my own studio and then I could have like you know, all my podcasts done there and maybe use it for some other stuff. I don't even know. I could use it for music too. You know, I could build like a podcast studio and then have like a music studio. I don't know. I'm just thinking of ideas now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I would like that. See, these are things that I really want to do. And I'm not in a rush either, but by 2025, I would like to have my own studio. I think that's a reasonable goal. So I'm going to start working towards that. But anyways. Um, another thing that I want to leave in 2023 is caring about other people's opinions. Look, I still, there's people that I care about their opinion, obviously. You know, there's people that are close to me that I care about. And I care about what they think about me. Of course. But I'm talking about like just people in general. Like not, I don't need everybody's opinion to matter to me. You know, I'm not going to live my life based on what other people think I should do. I'm not going to live my life based on other people's opinions of me and what they think I should and shouldn't do or what they think about me, how I look, how I talk. I don't care. I don't care. Think whatever you want because you know what? At the end of the day, you only get one life. So if you live your whole life based on what other people want you to do and what other people think about you, you know, when you get to the end where you're about to take your last breath <laughs> are you going to be happy with that decision probably not i think you'd be a lot happier if you live your life the way you want to live it and what gives you fulfillment not what makes other people i don't know it's like of course we all want to be accepted but at what cost at what cost are you willing to be accepted because to me, I'm sacrificing my goals, my dreams, if I listen to everybody's opinion about me. No. <laughs> and also, if you love yourself, when people say negative things about you, of course, it's not going to feel great. But you know who you are. You know, deep inside you. You know who you are. So you're like, okay, whatever. And it just kind of rolls off your shoulder a lot easier. So that's what I've learned. It's usually the times where I'm down on myself that that stuff gets to me. Is what I've figured out. So, yeah. Um, and then being afraid to speak the truth. That's another thing that I want to leave in 2023. And I feel like I have been afraid to speak the truth on some things. You know, whether it be like my views or just like things that are going on in the world or like things that I've been through, you know, it's like I'm always afraid like to make people mad 
you know, I don't want to make people mad. But it's like, no, I don't care anymore. Not that I'm like purposely going to try to make people mad. I think that's what people don't understand. It's like, I'm never trying to make people mad. But it's like, you can't please everybody. So just say the truth. Because I feel like, you know, there are things that need to be said. And if you have a platform, or even if you don't have a platform, you know, I think you should just say the truth. I think it's important. I think we need more of that. I think we need more authenticity in the world. And then also, another thing that I want to leave in 2023 is allowing the internet to determine my values, my beliefs. And this is something that I think most people are doing right now. I think most people are allowing things that they see on the internet to determine what their belief system is and what their values are. And you see it all the time, whether it's politics, relationships, all kinds of stuff. There's all this content being pushed on us that, that only is dividing us further, really. And I just don't think it's good. I don't think it's good. I don't think you should. I think there's some good in it. But I don't think that you should allow it to, like I said, like brainwash you. You know? It's, cra- it's crazy how much all of this content really does kind of affect the way people think. Like you ever meet, like, I don't know. I feel like lately I've been meeting like people or like, I don't know. I feel like just like in everyday conversation, like a lot of guys now, it seems like they have this whole like idea of like the traditional relationship dynamic. And and that's cool. Cause like there's a lot of that that I like, but there's also a lot of it that I feel like it's just kind of, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's just too much. It's too much. Like the high value man and and this is how it should be. It's like, there's some truth to a lot of it. And I do think that men and women do have specific roles in relationships. I do think that like, you know, there's certain things that if men do that women will, you know, kind of compliment them in certain ways. I think that's great. And I like the idea of that. Um, But ultimately, I think it's just going to depend on like two people, how they jive, you know? Um, I don't think there's like a one size fits all relationship style. I think that it's different. (laughs) And I think that different men bring out different traits in women, you know, like I could date two different guys and I might be completely different, you know, in the way that I, I guess my role in the relationship could be completely different with a certain type of guy than another type of guy, you know, and one guy I might not just, I might not be very compatible with. So for budding heads, then, you know, we're not going to have that fairy tale relationship dynamic (laughs) or just not because we're not compatible. But if it's somebody I'm compatible with, then I think we will complement each other in certain ways. And then they will bring out the best in, in me. But I think too many people are letting the internet determine the rules of their relationship. I don't think there are rules. You know? I think that... I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It's just weird. It's just weird how dating has become... 
I don't know, almost like a game. It feels like a game. And I don't like that. You know, I, I, I wish it was just like you meet somebody and you talk a lot and you figure out, you know, you learn about each other. You figure out what's, you know, what things do you like? What things do you not like? You know, what, um, having deep conversations, talking about your, your views and talking about all kinds of things. I feel like people don't do that anymore. You know, people want to know everything before they even go on a date with the person. So, or, or they don't want to build a friendship first. I think building a friendship is important. Because I think the only way really to know if somebody's going to be good for you is to be their friend first. Um, I think too many people go into relationships with the expectation of like, and I've done this. Of like, oh, this needs to be a relationship right away. It's like, why don't you build a friendship first? You know? And go from there. But I think it's a lot of people are just in a rush right now to find somebody because they're afraid they're not going to. And they don't want to end up alone. They don't want to end up without children. They don't want to... And trust me. (laughs) Trust me. I want to get married one day. You know? I would like to get married. But I don't want to settle for the wrong person. And I think it's really hard to find the right person. And I think people underestimate how hard it is. And so they expect the first couple people they date to be like their soulmate. And it's like, no. That's not how it's going to work. And that's why you can't fall in love with everybody that you date. If you go on a date with somebody, like, just expect nothing. Expect nothing. That's why I don't even go on dates anymore because (laughs) I feel like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like another thing that people do now and it's become really trendy is to blame men or women for their problems. Can we stop doing that? Can we leave that in 2023 also? Like your ex-boyfriend isn't the reason why you're not successful or that's not the reason why you know whatever (laughs) like and I've done this before because trust me I've been in some horrible relationships I've been in some very toxic relationships where like the person was clearly manipulating me and lying to me and trust me I've held a lot of bitterness inside me about my exes and recently feel like I've had a realization of like, at the end of the day, it's my life. So do I want to sit here and blame somebody for all the problems when I chose to be with that person? You know, I have to, I have to take a little bit of responsibility for that because I chose that person. So what does that say about me? You know, maybe I'm choosing the wrong people. Maybe I need to sit back and, and take some time for me. So I don't do that again. Because if I keep ending up with the wrong people, then I'm only going to continue to become a victim of whatever it is that I'm attracting. (laughs) And it's hard. It's hard. Even when you become a better version of yourself, even when, you know, you become successful, when you achieve goals, you don't get rid of toxic people. Like toxic people are still going to want to be around you. So you have to really be careful who you put your energy into. And I feel like that's something that next year 
I also want to be better at. And I feel like I have gotten a lot better at that. I feel like I have, you know, and I think it's just because I haven't been involved with dating in a while. So it's like, I'm kind of out of it. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I feel like when you're trying to date and you're trying to meet people, it's just, it's hard to recognize the red flags as much as when you're out removed from that and you're like, you're a lot more observant and you're a lot more attentive to those things. And you're like, oh, wow, that's a huge red flag. And I think it's because you don't feel like you need to find someone right now. You know, it's like, ah, I got to find somebody right now. It's like, no, you don't. Everybody's on their own timeline. And if you're single, <laughs> I think that's a good thing, you know, Unless you're in like a really healthy relationship, then that's obviously the goal. But it's like if you're single and you're not even dating, I think that's okay. You know, I think it's okay. I don't think you have to be rushing around to try to find somebody no matter what people say. Or, you know, you probably see your friends getting married and I've been through this where it was like it seemed like everybody was getting married all at once. And I was like, okay, I need to do that. And so then you try to meet people and you try to and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because you're going to rush into something with the wrong person. And that can really hold you back. It can hold you back in your career. It can hold you back emotionally. It can hold you back from just growing as a person because you're involved with someone who is not good for you. So I think it's important to be picky. And not picky of like, oh, he has to be 6'2 and he has to be blah, 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 blah. That's not what I mean when I say picky. <laughs> I mean finding someone who you really connect with and that you can see yourself making decisions with. Financial decisions, business decisions. Is this somebody that like, you know, you're wanting to be in a relationship with in a, a traditional marriage? Or is this somebody that you're wanting to have a family with? Like you got to think about all these things when you're choosing a partner. And if that person doesn't fit into your picture, then you're probably wasting your time. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I just don't think that you need to rush. And I don't think, I think it's better to try to really learn more about yourself before you try to find someone and learn what is good for you and what's not good for you. So that's my opinion on it. I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point, but I do think it's kind of childish to blame men or blame women for your problems. Like, and I see that all the time, especially against women right now. I feel like we're really being attacked for some reason. And it's like, oh, you know, uh, oh, the big thing now is like all the women are like gold diggers or whatever. And it's like, yeah, of course, there's going to be women out there that are gold diggers. They there's guys out there that are gold diggers too though that's what people don't understand <laughs> it's both both genders do it uh women probably do it a little bit more but i think that it's uh not exclusive to women i'll say that but i think that it, yeah it's childish to blame anybody really for your problems because and this is something that is so hard. I feel like it's so hard, especially when you're around people who have like a victim mentality. 
which like, trust me, I've been around a lot of people in my life that have a victim mentality. People I love, people I love dearly have a victim mentality and it's really hard to be around them, to be honest. It's really hard. And I've had a victim mentality before and I bet it was really hard to be around me. (laughs) But at the end of the day, the only person responsible for your life is you. So you have to figure out a way to learn from those mistakes. And if that means that, you know, you got in a relationship that was bad for you, then you have to recognize that and and think to yourself, okay, how can I avoid making that mistake again? Not sitting there and blaming your ex-girlfriend or blaming your ex-wife or blaming your ex-boyfriend or your ex-husband, blaming them for all of your problems for years. What good is that doing for you? It is doing zero. It's doing zero good for you to blame your problems on an ex. It doesn't help you at all. And I've done it so many times. Trust me. I've done it so many times. And that's why I'm talking about this. Because I want to make sure that I don't do this anymore. <laughs> I, I, th- it needs to stop. We all need to stop doing it together. Guys, let's stop blaming our exes for our problems. Okay, let's do it. Let's get better at recognizing when somebody is bad for us before we allow them into our life. How about we do that? And then we can be really proud of ourselves, <laughs> Because not only will we have avoided all the problems caused by being with this person, but also we'll be like, oh, I have grown. I have learned. I have become more, I guess, what would you call that? intuitive so that's one thing that I want to stop doing I need to just take ownership for every single thing in my life and it's hard to do it's so hard to do but being a victim gets you absolutely nowhere I've tried it I've tried being a victim and it has done nothing good for me and sometimes you are a victim and sometimes you do need to stand up and say something and be like hey you know, I got screwed over. I got taken advantage of. And you, de- you do need to bring light to the. That's not the point of this. I think that's the thing that some people misunderstand with the whole take ownership thing. And sometimes it is your fault a little bit if you get screwed over. <laughs> like, and that's one thing that I have realized is that there have been times in my life that I've gotten screwed over. That I've been taken advantage of. And that there was something that I could have done to avoid that happening but that doesn't take away from the fact that somebody did something malicious and that somebody manipulated you or took advantage of you doesn't take away from that and that's the thing I think sometimes people misunderstand with this whole like take ownership of everything in your life thing you know there's there's still a bad person for screwing you over (laughs) but you still have to take ownership and understand that those things can happen And while they shouldn't happen and people shouldn't do those things, you should do everything possible to put yourself in a position to where those things happen to you as little as possible. And that's something that I've learned. And sometimes that means you have to be really, um, you have to stand up for yourself. And you you can't take shit from anybody. You can't. You cannot take shit from anybody. You You cannot tolerate bullshit. You cannot tolerate, no. Don't tolerate people mistreating you. Don't tolerate anything. 
that's how you avoid becoming a victim is you don't tolerate shit from people. <laughs> I mean, that's, you have to. You have to stand up for yourself. And you have to be sure of yourself, too. Otherwise, it's very easy for people to manipulate you. If you are not confident in your beliefs or if you're not confident in yourself, it's going to be a lot easier for people to really get in your head. So I think it's good to, you know, kind of be aware, pay attention, pay attention, observe, don't let people screw you over. I mean, sometimes people are going to do it no matter what, but <laughs> try to avoid it as much as possible is what I would suggest. I've been screwed over so many times you guys wouldn't believe. Like, <laughs> trust me. I've been screwed over a lot. A lot. And I should have done something about it a lot of times and I didn't. Because I took ownership of it and was just like, well, you know, I shouldn't have been a dummy. <laughs> I shouldn't have been a dummy. I was a dummy. So that's what happens when you're a dummy. <laughs> like sometimes you just have to realize that you're a dummy. You're like, yeah, you know what? It's unfortunate this happened to me. But you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have been a freaking dummy. Maybe I shouldn't have been a dummy. And then this wouldn't have happened. Stop being a victim. Just accept that you're a dummy sometimes. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to just accept the fact that sometimes I'm a freaking dummy. And then you stop doing it. Once you realize that. You stop doing it. You stop making those stupid mistakes. Don't be a dummy. Um. Anyways... Let's get into my Spotify wrapped because that's what we're really all here for. Okay, so here is my top songs list on Spotify. I'm going to go, I'm gonna just going to start from the beginning. As you can see right now, I am listening to the Joe Rogan episode with Brigham. And that episode is really interesting because it's about Big Pharma. And it's quite fascinating. Highly recommend that episode, honestly. I've learned a lot already, and I'm only like 20 minutes, 30 minutes in. So, yeah. But anyway, so here's the first song, Acid Raindrops. I listen to that song every single day. I love that song. If you like hip-hop, definitely check that out. I'm going to listen to this. You guys won't be able to hear it, but I'm going to listen to this while I'm on here. Let me make sure my audio is not too loud. Oh my gosh, this song is so good. Okay, <laughs> 93 Till Infinity, that's a great song too. This is all 90s hip-hop, top two songs. Um, And then Stuck in the Middle with You, that's, that's like a 70s song or when? Oh, that's not what I meant to do. Let's see. Do they have like a biography on the band? Oh, here we go. Uh, does it say? Oh, yeah, 70s. Yeah, that's what I thought. 
Steelers Wheel. This song was in um, Reservoir Dogs. If you guys saw that movie, you remember that scene. I think that was Michael Madsen where he was like kind of dancing around listening to that song. It was pretty, pretty freaking amazing. It's like one of my favorite scenes from that movie. And then Life's What You Make It by Talk Talk. That's an epic song. I think that song is in Grand Theft Auto Vice City also. Um, Aerials by System of a Down. Run Through the Jungle. I love Creedence Clearwater Revival. They're like one of my favorite bands ever. I love it. I love 70s rock, just so you guys know. I love 70s rock. 70s rock. 90s hip hop. 80s. Um, but not, not eighties. Like I do like Whitney Houston. I do like stuff like that. I like eighties music. I'm not a big hair metal person. Um, but like, where's an eighties? So talk, talk, for example, this is eighties. Or when is this from? Oh, remastered 1997. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is eighties. Yeah, eighties to me is like Depeche Mode, Michael Jackson. Um, what else? Let's look at this eighties playlist and see. Fleetwood Mac. I feel like that's more seventies than eighties. Um, the Smiths. I do like the Smiths. Tom Petty. Uh, everybody loves Tom Petty. Um. The Clash, I would consider that 70s too. I mean, it's late 70s, but... I mean, I know they were around in the 80s, but I feel like their prime was like late 70s. And then like... Pet Shop Boys, that's another 80s. See, that's to me like that vibe. What would you call that genre? I don't know. Like what genre is this? No, that's not what I meant to do. Dang it. Uh, I don't like this song. I used to love this song. Your Love by The Outfield. I think it's just overplayed. I feel like I listened to it too many times and then I... <laughs> no, I don't like it. I want... Like, what genre is this? Alternative? 80s alternative. I guess that's what you would call it. Okay, whatever. Anyways, um, White House, oh, Tyler Childers was my number one artist, by the way. Listened to a lot of Tyler Childers. And he was my number one artist last year, too. Um, LCD Sound System. I'm turning that on right now. I love this. LCD Sound System Live is the most fun show ever. Oh my God, it was such a vibe. Such a vibe. It was amazing, honestly. Tool, NF, Tears for Fears. That to me, like, that's the 80s vibe. Tears for Fears, one of my favorite 80s bands, honestly. The Far Side, 90s hip hop. See, that's a, that's what it is. 90s hip hop, 80s alternative, 70s rock, 60s. Hmm. What would be the best genre of the 60s? Maybe folk? Hmm. Country? No. 
I don't know. There was a lot of good country music in the 60s, though. Let's be real. 60s country. Let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah. Merle Haggard, Glenn Campbell, Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline, Loretta Lynn. <sighs> yeah, too many killers in that era. James Brown, that's another one. Nobody could ever be James Brown. James Brown is one of a kind. There will never be, like, there will never be another James Brown. James Brown is so underrated. I'm listening to James Brown right now. God, he's so good. Oh, I love, I love James Brown. You guys don't understand. <laughs> this kind of music, I love it. What would you call this? I guess you would call this soul? I mean, I know that's what people call it, but... It's also, it's so many different sounds though. I feel like James Brown was very dynamic, you know, like obviously soul is what he's known for and what he's known as, but he's also funk, rock, uh, what else could you call it? Blues, you know, there's elements of a lot of different types of music in there. And I feel like James Brown has influenced a lot of different styles of music that we probably don't even expect. Yeah, freaking love James Brown. I could listen to James Brown every day and never get sick of it. But let's continue down the list. <laughs> so we've got Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. That's a great song. Um, Yeah, like the Colt, Depeche Mode. To me, that's like the 80s. That's my favorite type of music from the 80s. Is that exact type of music. I don't know I don't know what genre to call it. I guess alternative is the only name you could really give it because I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that vibe just like to me feels like just 80s. I love it. I love it. I love Depeche Mode. Actually, I want to listen to Depeche Mode right now. This is such a great song, too. Deftones. Usually, Deftones is always on my list. I mean, these these songs are pretty similar over the years. I feel like some, like, come and go. But overall, like, I listen to a lot of different styles of music, as you can see from my uh, playlist. Like, like, here we have Whitney Houston, and then we have hip-hop Rick Ross, and then we have spoon which is like an indie band and then we have red man <laughs> 90s hip-hop danny brown beck cypress hill coulter wall guys i have a very dynamic music taste um chris stapleton tyler childers a tribe called quest i love tribe um LCD sound. If you guys haven't listened to LCD sound system, what are you doing? So underrated. The English Beat, another very underrated band that you probably don't know about. Very underrated. I saw them live in Austin. It was freaking fantastic. It's one of the most fun shows I've ever been to. 
Ooh, so awesome. Romstein. Gotta love Romstein. Um, what else do I have in here? Cheryl Crow. <laughs> I love Cheryl Crow. Mount Joy. I actually really like Mount Joy. They were one of my top artists. Africa by Toto. <laughs> oh my gosh, I saw Weezer live and they did their cover of Africa and it was awesome. It was so awesome. Dude, it was great. The Kills. Oh, you guys probably don't know about The Kills. The Kills are awesome. The lead singer is a blonde and she's like, she's like a badass. She's cool. She's just like a cool vibe, you know. Um, hmm. She had a band with Jack White, too. I've seen Jack White live. I almost cried. Because I'm such a big White Stripes fan. I'm such a big Jack White fan. That I it just like felt surreal to me. I was like, whoa. I was like, I can't believe I'm here right now. So, yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool. I mean, just a phenomenal guitarist, a phenomenal musician. Like, I don't know how people don't like Jack White. Sweet Revival. Okay, funny story about this song. I'm turning this song on right now. Funny story about that song. So, this song used to be the like intro song and like the outro song for John Bravo's videos. If you don't know John Bravo, he's a YouTuber. I've talked to him numerous times. Um, <laughs> and then he told me that like the service, I guess that he used, um, which is like to, you know, like I, I pay for a service where I get to use songs royalty free. And so I guess they no longer allowed, you know, it to be used royalty free. So he had to stop using it on his videos. <laughs> but it was like, man, I wish they wouldn't have done that because like it fit his videos so well and it like set the whole vibe for the video. I love, I loved it. So I actually started listening to this song because of his videos and I really like this song. <laughs> it's a good song. Like I kind of see why they decided you know to take it off royalty free because yeah it's actually a good song <laughs> which i think is kind of funny but yeah so that's the story behind that song and it's on my top 100 so obviously i listened to it quite a bit um but yeah <laughs> and then uh peace frog by the doors that's one of my favorite Doors songs actually uh jeff buckley i love jeff buckley Gangstars, classics, of course. Sturgill Simpson. Oh my god, I love Sturgill Simpson so much. Sturgill Simpson is, to me, the best country artist to come out of this decade, I guess you could say. It's really last decade he came out. But, I don't know. I just think he's honestly so underrated. Even still, like, I feel like a lot of people know Sturgill Simpson, but there's still a lot of times, like, people know Tyler, they know Zach Bryan, they know Morgan Wallen, which I'm not a Morgan Wallen fan, by the way, so sorry. 
Sorry to break your heart. If you are a Morgan... Morgan Wallen fans are, like, very... Like, if you don't like Morgan Wallen, they're like, whoa. But don't worry. Don't take it personal. I just don't like his music. You know. Not a fan. But I do love Tyler Childers. I do love Zach Bryan. Coulter Wall. Sturgill Simpson's probably my favorite. Honestly. But... Yeah. I love country music. I love all music. I mean, you guys are looking at my Spotify rap right now. You can see here. I do not discriminate when it comes to music. I love it all. I'm trying to see if there's any, like, really weird random genres in here. Like, something that doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I feel like all of these make sense, though. Honestly. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like all these songs check out for me. I feel like this coming year will have a lot more Kevin Gates and it will have a lot more Kanye and but also will have like more like pop. For some reason, I just feel like this year I'm going to be in a pop mood a lot. Like, I don't know. Like if Lady Gaga drops a new album, like I'll definitely listen to it. Or Beyonce, like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not proud of it. But like, I grew up listening to Destiny's Child. So like, that's how, that's the, that's the Beyonce I know and love, you know? So I still love listening to Beyonce's music, of course. Um, I don't know. Some of that stuff's just nostalgic, I guess. But I feel like I'm, I feel like my music taste is not going to change, but I feel like my mood, I'll be in like a mood to listen to like, yeah, like trap music and like pop. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because like I listen to that stuff, but then I also really love and appreciate music. And I feel like if you don't listen to all of, all of music, how can you really consider yourself a lover of music? You know, like. You have to listen to all of it. You have to listen to every style. I feel like to really be a music fan. You know, if you only have one style of music you listen to, like, so boring. So boring. Listen to some different shit, dude. Listen to different stuff. Stop limiting yourself to one style, you know. I like to listen to a little bit of everything. Keep it interesting. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. How long have I been recording? Okay, it's been over an hour. So, I think... I think I've... <laughs> I think I've talked enough. Alright guys, I am going to wrap this up. But I appreciate you hanging with me. I appreciate all the support from day one. I mean, I started my podcast in 2023. And now we're talking about going into 2024. So the fact that, you know, I've been doing it consistently for this entire year and that you guys have been there to support me means a world to me and it makes me excited for the future. You know, I feel like I've come a long way and I feel like I've really figured a lot of things out and I feel like, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to do and there's a lot of goals that I want to accomplish in 2024 and I feel like having, you know, a solid support system and a foundation 
is really helpful. So I appreciate all of you. I think that 2024 is really honestly mine for the taking. I think 2024 is when a lot of the things that I've been manifesting are going to appear. And I think that I need to really start preparing right now for all of that. And I have been preparing, but I mean, I think I really need to turn it up a notch. I think I really need to get ready for what's about to happen in my life because I think everything is about to go crazy. I'm being, being real with you guys. Um, but I got to prepare. I got to be ready for those opportunities. So 2024, we are not being lazy anymore. And not that we're not lazy people. You know, most people listening to this, you probably work out, you probably work hard, you probably do all the right things. But like, you know, there's a little bit more that you could do. There's a little bit more. And a lot of it is the mental work. You know, the mental work is the work we avoid the most. So set big goals, but make sure that you actually are going to do the work to achieve them if you are setting big goals. It's okay to have big goals. There's nothing wrong with it. I've always had big goals. But the problem was that a lot of times... I didn't have big action behind the big goals. So we need to have big goals and take big action this year. That's what we need to do. Do not stop. Do not give up. Keep leveling up. Keep surrounding yourself with better and better people. Keep finding things that challenge you. Do difficult things and do what you want to do, but also do the things you don't want to do and know you have to do but anyways i've got some really exciting stuff in the works so i appreciate the support and all the love i appreciate it and i'm only going to keep getting better so every time you guys tune in my goal is to improve something i will see you guys next week thank you so much for listening and watching i appreciate you i hope you have a great 2024 make this your year